Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's goody? And welcome to another Tales from 2 a.m. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I am the podcast producer from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And welcome, you have stumbled on to the Sunday morning show of the BTSC family of podcasts. I'm so glad to have all of my friends along here with me. Right now, there's zero in the live chat, but you will be streaming in soon. And I can't wait to have you along with me as we go back in time, or maybe just maybe a year back. And we talk about some tales from 2 a.m. Now, what are tales from 2 a.m.? You may ask if you are not familiar with the concept of that. My name is Brian Davis, like I said, but you could also call me bad or you could call me Mr. 2 a.m. And why am I Mr. 2 a.m.? Well, it all stems back to my comparing the Pittsburgh Steelers to a 2 a.m. booty call back in the day. So, uh, you know, even when they're playing awful, and I did that. I did that right before the Cleveland game and when the Steelers were not playing well last year. I earned that nickname because I said, you know, sometimes uh, you just have to have a slump buster in there. You just have to uh, meet up with the uh, the ugly person at the bar and uh, go home and do what comes naturally. So that's how I became Mr. 2 a.m. However... You know, I'm not endorsing debauchery. This is not a show of debauchery. This is just a show of Steeler tales and tales of fandom. And I like to share it all with you. As I look in the live chat, I see friends like Tab and Rhino Tool and Kathy Ford um, all in the show, all in the live chat. Glad to have you here. And where we have uh, one thing that's great about Steeler Nation is actually BTSC Nation is we're from all over. I was looking the other day. Um, as I am the podcast producer, seeing where our downloads are coming from. And of course, a bunch are come, most of them are coming from the United States, but we have them come from Canada, probably thanks to the great Michael Beck, but also we have them coming from Australia, Germany, Sweden, the Bahamas. I mean, all over. We have, we have them from all over. And speaking of Australia, Mark Davison says, good day, mates. Is that accent getting better? Good day, mates. I think that's getting better. Now the shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> my daughter goes crazy when I do my accent. And my wife said to me the other day, Brian, you just need to stop doing accents. I'm like, well, no. Now that I find out that we're in Germany, I've got to work on a German accent. Accent. She's like, yeah, yeah don't do that. But uh, I, I want to do a Bahama accent and everything on the show. But anyways, so it's so great to have everybody in our live chat and hanging out with us because... When it all comes down to it, we are a BTSC family. And Ryan O'Toole, even though, you know, the great thing about being family is we can be honest with each other. And Ryan O'Toole tells me it is not getting better, LOL. <laughs> I understand that. I uh, My accents are not good. And I used to be an actor. Um not a good actor, but an actor. Anyways, uh, Ezra's in the show too. Uh, Ezra in the live chat. So great to welcome everybody in. So if you notice the title today, it's Welcome to My Living Room. Just don't pee on my couch. Are you wondering what that means? Do you have any clue what that means? Well, we'll be talking about that in just a little bit because it's something very important to me as well. It's all about fan etiquette as a host and as a guest. And we'll be talking about that. But if you haven't had a chance to check out all of the BTSC family of shows and podcasts 
on any streaming platform, you've got to do that. Like I always say, you don't want to be looking at this face while you're driving in the car. So it's not just for YouTube only. What it is, it's any time that you want to listen to a 30-minute show or the entire YouTube show, you know, bump down to 30 minutes um, in two parts. It's a chance to have something to do on your commute. And we know, we know uh, Kathy Florid. She uh, sometimes has over two hours in the car commuting to work. And she likes to listen to our shows, um, our podcast. Guys, there's a chance every single day to have about three to four new offerings in the podcast platform. Now the training camps in session and the padded practices are going on. Jeff Hartman, every night that there's a padded practice, you're going to find it in the evening. What's it going to be? It's going to be a recap. Because remember, right now, it's hard to find information. Because we don't have the slew of fans, the slew of media at St. Vincent College. Everybody's at Heinz Field, and there's hardly any reporters there letting us know what's going on. So if something happens, we're getting it straight from the uh, source, the Steelers, and it's kind of watered down. So Jeff gives you all of the ins and outs of what's going on in training camp, on these training camp updates every single evening. It's a chance to check out. We have our AM family of shows. We have Let's Ride with Jeff Hartman. You have the Steeler Retro Show on Tuesdays and the Stat Geek on Thursday mornings. And all those YouTube shows that you know and hopefully love, well, they are on the podcast uh, platform as well. And every once in a while, we are going to surprise you like we did the other day with Ike Taylor, which I got to tell you, that was a phenomenal interview. And it had nothing to do with Dave and I conducting it because we just asked, we just tried to ask unique questions. And all Ike did was run with it and run. He did. It was absolutely amazing. Um, his insight on the 2020 Steelers is impeccable. It's fantastic. And it's always great to hear him talk about the good old days. And, you know, it's really weird to say that the good old days were 12 years ago in 2008 and 2005 and, uh, and back in, uh, it's hard to think that that was just that long ago. So, um, you know, it was great to listen to him and compare and try to compare the uh, 2005 Steelers to the 2020 Steelers and the, the secondaries and and uh, so on and so forth. Asiatic Nobles in the house. Good to see him. Bry 160701, John Reynolds. I swear Bry and I have been separated at birth sometimes. I don't know... Uh, if we're around the same age, all I know is we have we have the same memory as far as uh, uh, Steeler nostalgia. And he'll bring up some players uh, out of the blue. Like, um, I-, I have one for you, Bri. John Fiala. You haven't thrown one of those at me yet. But <laughs> remember John Fiala? How about that? Um, so here we go. Let's talk about fan etiquette. Now, I know most of you have had an opportunity to go to a Steelers game. Um, I don't know if it's only been in Pittsburgh or if you've had a chance to go to different stadiums. I've had an opportunity to go to maybe about nine or 10 different stadiums. Um, Not as many as I want. My goal is to get to uh, every, like 31 home games. Um, Actually 31 away games, let's call it that. And I want to be at the home stadium. Now, what I'm going to say is, I'm like, if it's the Jets, I've been to the uh, I've been to the old 
Meadowlands, watching the Jets. And I consider that, even though I haven't seen it at MetLife Stadium, I consider it to be, you know, mark them off the list because I want to go to a Jets home game and a Giants home game, and and uh, I want to go to a Chiefs home game. And there are different levels of fandom. So let me start this out like this. I want to quote my, not my good friend because I've never met him, but one of my favorites, Jerry Seinfeld, saying that, look, as sports fans, we're rooting for laundry. I get that. I understand that. But we're rooting for more than laundry. We're rooting for, how should I say this? I don't want to call it a religion, but in we're rooting for more of a concept and a culture. The Steelers have a greater culture, in my opinion, than Cincinnati Bengal fans. But if you ask a Cincinnati Bengal fan, they love their culture. You know what? There's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with thinking of sports as a religion, as long as you're not a fanatic. Because remember, fan is short for fanatic. As long as you're not blowing things up and being absolutely, I mean, being treacherous and, you know, really going against that code of conduct. And that's that's really the main thing. Now, I do have a common courtesy saying when it comes to this, and that is the title. It's welcome to my living room. Just don't pee on my couch. Now, what does that really mean? Look, if you are a fan of the New England Patriots, the Baltimore Ravens, or even let's just say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you travel to Heinz Field to watch a game, why are you traveling there? You are traveling there not to cause trouble. You are there because of your love of a sports team. I know how much I love my sports team. If you are making that trip from wherever you are, whether it's Seattle, you're coming from Seattle to come to Pittsburgh, or where if you're just coming from Washington, D.C., or Philly. You're coming because you love your team, and in most cases, they're close to you. I went to a Jacksonville game in 2014, and it was 75% Steeler fans. And there is something, everybody talks about Steeler fans traveling well. The Pittsburgh Steeler fans are the best traveling te- team uh, as far as fan bases go. No. They are not the best traveling team. A lot of Pittsburgh fans relocate. And most of the people in the live chat are relocated. We don't get many people in the live chat from Pittsburgh. We get them from all over. And so that's what happens. When you're living in Florida, like Dave Shipley's in the house. Dave lives in Florida. He goes to when the the Steelers show up down there. he He goes to those games. And... What happens when you're going to those games, that's because they're maybe two hours away from you instead of 14. You know what I'm saying there? You know, so it's the fact that they're coming to your town and they're close enough for you to go see them. That's what makes the fans not the best traveling team, but they follow their team. And when they're in the town that you relocated in and they're in your town, you're going to go see them. When the Rolling Stones come to Pittsburgh, it might be two hours away, but that's still your hometown if you're if you're close. 
I, li- I grew up in Johnstown. When anybody, any concert came to Pittsburgh, when Van Halen came to Pittsburgh, I was like, I'm there. And it was right next door because it's Pittsburgh. You know, you know, that's exactly what you're looking at. So anyways, fans are people. We know that. I mean, it, it's, come on. I shouldn't have to say that. But when you wake up in the morning, and this can go for any of the societal problems that we have right now, any of that, and I'm not getting, you know, I don't get political, but all I'm saying is any opportunity that you get to recognize that the next person sitting next to you, whether they're wearing a black and gold jersey or whether they're wearing black and purple, red, white, and blue, or a really hideous black and orange. When you realize the fact that they wake up in the morning fearing something happens to their family, worrying about their health, saying, man, I don't want to go to work this morning. When you think about that, they're thinking about the same things that you do. They're hoping that your team loses, just like they're hoping their team wins. And that's the same thing that you're doing. You know, that's it. I'm looking at John Reynolds saying, been to M&T Bank four times. Had awesome experience every time. I've been to M&T Bank. I'm going to talk about it. Had somewhat of a good experience. Didn't love it at the end. Um, walking out of the stadium. But we're going to talk about that in a little bit. In fact, we'll talk about all of those things. And let's just take a break. And right after this, and we'll come back. All right, we are back. Tales from 2 a.m. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. You call me bad. You could call me Mr. 2 a.m. Just call me your Steeler fan friend and just don't call me a Bengals fan and we'll all be happy. But so what I'm talking about here, we're talking about fan etiquette and whether you welcome a fan into Heinz Field or if you're going to another stadium and how to act. And it's simple. What's a common courtesy thing? Because if you're a people person like me, I'm a, I am a people person. And I don't care what color jersey that you're rooting for. I consider you just like me. You have the same concerns about your team. You have the same concerns about life. Um, they might be you know, slightly different, but you don't want to die. You love your family. You don't want to go to work every morning. You're like, ugh. But there's, there's things that happen. And, uh, you know, there's things that happen that make us different. But when it comes to following a team, we're all following for the same reasons. Like Jerry Seinfeld said, we're rooting for different laundry. I root for teams that wear black and gold. Uh, And unfortunately, I root for the Pirates, too. So I have no I have no chance when it comes to baseball. And this year, I my hockey season was six days long, really. The new hockey season, I was like, hey, hockey's back. Okay, hockey's over. But, and that's the thing. Teams have that. We have been blessed to be Pittsburgh Steeler fans. We have been absolutely blessed the last 50 years to have a great team and a great culture to follow. Not every team has that. Every team wants that, but not every team has that. That's the thing. I remember a time when the Patriots were up and down every year. They weren't the dynasty that they were in the last 20 years. They were they were just mediocre some years, maybe on the fringe 
one year, but and eh, not just quite cutting the mustard, and then it all changed. But you know what we're looking at here is we're looking at the fact that once again we're all people, and if we treat people like we want to be treated, come on, that's the golden rule. I know that's easy for me to just spout out. That's we're all gonna get along. And what it means to say, welcome to my living room, just don't pee on my couch. What that means to me is if you're going to go into someone else's stadium, don't be a butthole. That's it. Don't be a jerk. Respect them. But understand that you're going to deal with some jerks along the way, but you want to go ahead and be polite. This is easier said than done as a Steeler fan walking into another stadium. I have, I have heard that I was in San Diego in 2005 and uh, it was a Monday night game. And as Ryan Hotel says, don't be a wang. I love it. Um, so uh, the fans were jeering me and some, and I'd, I'd wave and I'd be like, Hey, it's going to be a great game tonight. And I'd be saying stuff like that. So, I was with my buddy who lives out there and he was wearing, he was wearing a Jersey. In fact, he was wearing a Tommy Maddox Jersey that I gave him. And, uh, one guy was like, get out of here. And I walk over, I walk over to him on my friends. Like, what are you doing? And he was at his tailgate and I said, Hey buddy, I think it's going to be a great game tonight. Good luck. I love, I really like what the chargers are doing this year. And I went to shake his hand and he looked at me like, what are you doing? And my buddy's like, you're going to get killed. And, then a guy shook my hand and he was like, oh, all right, you're okay. Cause maybe he's not used to fans of other teams being cordial. Remember it's the old AFC West. And I've got a story about the AFC West. My, uh, my cousin married a guy named Larry lived in, they were living in California and we were talking about uh, this at the time, the Raiders were still in Los Angeles and he would, we were sitting there one time over Christmas, they were coming to visit and he said, yeah, see this scar right here. This is Broncos 1987. This is Seattle game 1988. And I'm like, wow, you got in that many fights at stadiums. He's like, yeah, I mean, it would happen all the time at Raiders game. And I was like, wow, that's, that's just not what I do. And, um, but you know, of course it's a different time. Um, Hopefully that's happening less now, but I mean, like he has scars from different games that he could actually tell you which one they, they, they were, um, I go to a game for entertainment's sake. I don't go to a game to have my, uh, my life being put in peril. And I remember, gosh, I remember 1990, the Steelers traveled to Los Angeles and a guy, an older guy, was wearing a Steelers jersey. I don't know what happened. He was there with his wife. He got beat up and died. Um, we've heard of those stories. We've heard of those in baseball with the the Giants and uh, Dodgers in 2011. Um, we've heard of those whole bunch of places. We see the fights when they're there. Why are we fighting over sports teams? It's okay to have a difference of opinion. Hey, it's okay for you to be Jewish, me to be Catholic, you to be Methodist, you to be Protestant, you to be whatever, or you to not believe as long as you are being cordial to that other person and understanding 
that uh, they're just people all the same wearing those jerseys or wearing those uh, religious emblems or what have you. You know, it's all a great cornucopia of people, and that's what sports fans should really be. Um, I was talking about rough stadiums to walk into. I was surprised and to hear this, and I got this email when I was talking about how uh, Kansas City was going to the Super Bowl, and I was shocked because this one guy said, hey, Brian, I he emailed me. I said, Brian, I have... Uh, I have bad experiences about going to Chiefs games back in the day. I mean, they stole food from my girlfriend, and there's all this sea of red. And, I mean, I've been hit from wearing Steeler, Steeler clothing. Those fans are really rough, so I can't root for them. Um, Kathy turns around and says, had a great time at Arrowhead every time in my Steelers jersey. Um, it just depends who you're looking at. Um what situation you're in. Sometimes you're in worse, worse situations. Um, 4TL says, Hey, bad. You know, anyone who was at three rivers when a fan fail fell and died. Um, you know what? I don't know if that was the, uh, if that's the Steeler game that you're talking about, or if you're talking about the pirate game in 1990, I actually, I did not know the person, but I knew the, uh, I was friends. Um, I became friends maybe a year later with the boyfriend who was there when that happened to a girl um, in the concourse. But um, I don't know if that's what your, I know it was really rough on, on my buddy Jay there. Um, but I, uh, I, if that's the story you're talking about, yeah, I've, uh, that's the only one I do know of for TL. Um, Snowman says, just don't wear enemy gear into other people's stadiums. Yes and no. There's stadiums that I'm, I have no problem. Like I said, it was San Diego. I had no problem wearing that. I had no problem wearing it in Jacksonville. In fact, when we were in Jacksonville, there was seven, it was 75% Steeler fans. And, uh, the 25% were, uh, really being obnoxious, uh, yelling, chanting. She said no in the concourse, uh, referring to a Ben Roethlisberger and those allegations from 10 years back, um, which I thought was really obnoxious. Um, just, I mean, because of, you know, the situation and, uh, and the knowledge of what, what all the transcripts of everything that happened there. Um, but they were just running with it. And I'm sure you're going to get that kind of thing in Baltimore. And I, I didn't experience that when I was in Baltimore, but we do the same thing to anybody in Baltimore, when Baltimore comes up that mentions Ray Lewis, we're immediately, we immediately have a thing to say about Ray Lewis as well. Um, so, you know, there's, there's so many, uh, there's so many situations, uh, fan situations where it could get ugly. Um, because, you know, fans are prideful of their team. Gosh, we don't have it anywhere as bad as they do in England, man with uh, the the soccer hooligans, uh, man, I would never go there. But as far as wearing, you know, I'll wear a Steeler jersey into Baltimore. No problem. If I ever go to a Raiders game or an Eagles game, probably not going to wear one because I feel that those situations could be a whole lot 
rougher. You know, I, I'm probably just going to wear a black shirt. Um, just just for safety, especially if I'm going to uh, if I'm going to take children with me. Um, Noble says currently live in Baltimore myself. I live probably an hour outside of Baltimore. Um, I've been to games there, and so I, I got tickets from my uh, my good friend that has season tickets, my good friend Scott, and. I got them, gosh, this was maybe 2015. I know Star Wars came out. It came back for the first time. It was at 13. Um, that's when The Force Awakens. So we we went to see The Force Awakens, and the next day we were getting ready to uh, go. It was right after Christmas, and we were going to go to the, the Steeler game. Steelers were going to the playoffs. The Ravens were not. The Ravens, in fact, so I think it was 15. The Ravens were really bad. Abs- actually, really bad. They were like 5 and 13 that year. I mean, 5 and 11 that year. Um, unfortunately, the fifth win came at the uh, expense of the Steelers, and they were loving it. And, you know, there's part of me that's saying, you know, that's pretty awesome. They're, they're getting a win here. Steelers are in the playoffs. I wanted, but walking home, there was some drunk Baltimore fans and there was a family in front of me. The guy I was with was was giant. He was Dave Schofield giant. In fact, he reminds me of Dave. He's probably about, you know, six four, six five, and a big dude. I'm talking Harry Potter Hagrid type big. And so we're uh walking down the stadium, I'm wearing my jersey. No one's saying anything to me anyways. A couple people said stuff to me in the stadium, there was one guy that was really obnoxious um, wearing a CJ Mosley jersey. And I could understand why fights happen because I did want to pop him, but I'm just not that way. Um, he was not very cordial to black and gold coming into a stadium and he let them hear it, but he never said it to me. Um, but he was one of those guys that uh, waited till your back was turning, you're walking down the steps and then make, then yell at you because, you know, simple coward. You, you know what I'm saying there, but uh, so uh, really, what I'm trying to say here is these fans—they were pretty drunk and they were yelling at a family with kids under ten wearing Steeler jerseys and taunting them. And then my my buddy just looked back at him, just stopped and looked at him, and I stopped and. It's like Timon and Pumbaa. You know, Pumbaa looks at you. You're like, all right, I'm not messing with him. Timon, I'm like Timon. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't being that Weasley guy, but I was saying, you know, we both stared them down and they stopped. But, you know, it's one of those things that you've got to be careful. There's always that jerk. It's that bad apple that spoils the bunch. We're going to talk a lot more about this in the second half of Tales from 2 a.m., Right after this, if you're on YouTube, stick around. If you're not, if you've enjoyed part one, even if you haven't, any of the downloads. So go ahead and uh, come back for part two, and we're going to do that right after this.